What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a loaded, loaded show lined up for you guys today. We're going to be talking plenty of news. Of course, we had that uh, that Batman test shoot, uh, test footage reveal come out last week from Matt Reeves. So we'll be breaking down what we like from that. We also got some details about the movie that also uh, uh, were revealed this week. So that will be uh, probably an interesting discussion. You want to stick around for that. We'll also talk about what we may be seeing in the Flash movie, which we know will have a Flashpoint element. Some details, some rumors are coming out this week that definitely seem to be aligning with that storyline. So, uh, again, you want to stay, stay, keep listening for that. We got some Sony Spider-Man news. We got some, uh, some, some Disney Plus news regarding several of the shows coming out, one being Loki. We got even some Miss Marvel and She-Hulk stuff at the end of the show. So should be a, a really, really good podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy this one. No, no uh, TV recaps this week for one more week. Still catching up from the whole crisis fiasco. Uh, but uh, but we're close. So uh, next week, you guys can definitely expect some CW uh, show recaps. But none this week. All news. All fun. Joining me are my co-hosts. Starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what's up, dude? What are you looking forward to talking about today? Today, I'm looking forward to talking about this Batman news. I'm looking forward to talking about um, uh, some of these other new, other Marvel news uh, and Sony, uh, interesting Sony tidbits as well. Um, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to you know uh, getting back into doing these, doing this uh, show with you guys, talking about all this stuff. I love it. Um, one thing I did want to ask you though, I got a quick cold open. Okay, what's up here? Um, what do you think about, I don't think I've ever asked you this, which is interesting. What do you think about Krasinski for Mr. Fantastic? That's funny. I joked with EJ with that earlier uh, in the week. He's saying he wants to be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He feel like he's said it for a while now. Yeah. He said, he said that's been the fan casting. That's been the fan casting for a long time. He said he wants to do it. He wants Marvel to do it. I don't know why people keep. Putting him in that role, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, we both know him very well from the office, but we've even seen his other work after the office. Yeah. I don't see a role he's done that's me links him right to Mister Fantastic. I think that he's a really strong actor. I think he's shown since the office that he has a lot of range, so I think he could definitely, definitely pull it off. I think. I think what people do like about him, and I think what they do see. The one thing they do see maybe is that when you look at Jim Halpert, that office character, and that kind of quirky romance that he had with, you know, Pam, which was, you know, of course, Jenna Fisher's character. Mm-hmm. I think people look at that relationship and it feels very similar to Sue and and and, uh, and Reed. And, it, mm-hmm. and in ways it is, you know, like in ways I definitely see the connection. Um, I mean, Jim is way smoother than Reed is, but but like the the kind of quirky love and like the kind of romance that's unproblematic in any way because it seems like for whatever reason all these shows and movies you gotta have some kind of problematic toxic love like you know sue and reed have been non-toxic pretty much for almost their entire time so i think that's why people look at that look at that experience of him playing that character and that romantic story that they saw which was someone that one of the better romance stories we've seen in sitcoms history probably I think that's why they 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 take him. They 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 they, pick, they they peg him for that role. I'm cool with it if they wanted to go that route. I wouldn't go crazy. I mean, I I, I mean, I'd be happy because he's a very talented actor. I'm not necessarily be happy because mm-hmm. I feel like oh, that would be my first choice. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm all I'm all for it personally. 
Um, I mean, I love what I've seen from him so far in the office and post the office. Um, I mean, he does a good job in the Jack Ryan show. on Amazon Prime. I thought he was good in a quiet place. I mean, I'm all I'm all for it personally. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you could pass it on to Kendall. Uh, I finished my intro. <laughs> yeah, Kendall, yeah, Kendall, Kendall's here as well. So, Kendall, what, what do you think about this? Uh, about this? Uh, this? This fantasy casting? Uh, yeah, Krasinski's kind of a he's the I would say the front runner right now <laughs> to play uh, Reed Richards if in the MCU if and when they do the Fantastic Four. Uh, seems to be what we mentioned Ewan McGregor. I don't know how that would work. Mm, that's interesting. You know, he hasn't had an Can't MCU role too. yet, so. And he's very obviously Disney uh, friendly. Well, so yeah, he's really. in the family. So that's someone else they could look at. You know, seeing some people mention Oscar Isaac, uh, Keanu Reeves. I don't know. I don't know how high they're aiming for this. Uh, so you'll probably look at the same Screen Rant article that I'm looking at. Maybe. I am, yes. So of the, they named 10 people. And the yeah, guy that stood out to me the most, honestly, and it's probably someone that none of you guys really are interested in, but I, I think. Adam Scott would actually make a really good Mr. Fantastic. Because, like, I feel like what people see in John Krasinski, they really should be seeing in Adam Scott. Because Adam Scott also, similar similar quirky romance that was really, really touching and awesome to see on Parks and Rec, another NBC sitcom right. show. But I think that, that actually, his character was actually way closer to Reed than Jim Hopper ever was. Like, not even close. Like, he he's very close to... Mr. Fantastic. Now, the problem is Krasinski is jacked. He's handsome. He looks like he could be a superhero. Like, Adam Scott does not look like he should be any superhero. But I kind of think that that's kind of the point. Like, to me, Reed does not look like... Yeah, to me, Reed does not look like a superhero. It's like, that's why Paul Rudd works as Ant-Man. I think it would kind of be the same way for for someone who played Mr. Fantastic. But I think people are looking at, you know, they want... Yes, you want that quirky, you know, character, but we want, you know, him to be a hunk. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, therefore yeah. that's why someone like Krasinski is very high on a lot of people's list now I see your thing because you have to differentiate You now that we've had 20 Marvel movies you know as long as many years as we've had with the MCU uh, you have to start to differentiate this new wave of Fox heroes from the heroes that we've already seen in the first 3-4 phases mm-hmm. so if you add in a Reed Richards you have to make it clear that he's different than the people that we've already seen now he's going to be smarter than everyone we've already seen so that should be interesting you know what's going to differentiate him from tony stark maybe it is his appearance maybe he is a scrawnier guy or this that and the other thing but you know the thing with adam scott goes back to what i what i mentioned about where how high are they aiming you know because i know you would imagine reed richards is going to be the the face of this team you know I think people are going to see a Marvel Fantastic Four movie regardless of who's who the actors and actresses are. But, you know, they may want a a big name. And John, John Krasinski in 2020 is a huge name. You know, he's, a, he's borderline an A-list actor at this point. They, they they could, I would say they could, that's a movie they could sell probably more than an Adam Scott-led Fantastic Four movie. But, you know, it. I agree in terms of just pure fit. Adam Scott also makes sense. And remember, as we've talked about this, you know, yeah, Miss Fantastic is the leader of Fantastic Four, but like of, of all the superhero teams, like that team amongst maybe any other team has like equal billing almost. So you could have a massive 
actor right. play the thing, for example, as we talked about with The Rock for a long, long time. You could John have someone, Cena is another one actually playing the thing. Right. You could have someone, you know, who's you know, a big actress playing uh, Sue Storm, like we had last time, or not the last time, but the time before that with uh, with <laughs> Jessica Alba. So, yeah. like, we don't acknowledge the last time. <laughs> who, who last time I think wasn't it Rooney, Rooney Mara? Wasn't uh, Kate Mara? Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Okay, it was one of the Maras. Um, so. So, like, you know, that's the thing about the Fantastic Four, too, is, like, you can maybe take a chance on someone who isn't necessarily a huge star for Mr. Fantastic, but is the right person for the role. And if you still feel, okay, I still need star power, you have four, three other options where anyone who, any big actor who takes any of those roles will bring a massive, massive amount of attention, a massive amount, amount, a massive following. So, they have, it's wiggle room. You know, it's not like... When you're doing the the X Men, and you're like, I'm gonna have you know a nobody be Charles Xavier, and but you know my you know the person playing you know Nightcrawler is gonna be this really famous actor. Like that's not that's not gonna work, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the X Men worked because Patrick Stewart was Charles Xavier. Why they were able to take a chance on Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? They couldn't pick somebody who nobody knew who they were as Charles Xavier in 2000, and that worked. They, they wouldn't have. So that's that's the one thing about the Fantastic Four that's that's good is that you can take your chance maybe on a couple of people, but you can still have one or two big actors. I would look at uh, roles. no one that I haven't seen mentioned. I would look at uh, you mentioned Charles Baker. I would look at James McAvoy for Reed Richards. I don't know if they will. I just don't know but... if they would do that whole. He just was Professor X, and we're going to put him in another yeah. movie. I agree. I mean, he 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 definitely could play the role, but. I just don't think they would do the the guy who that was might be confusing, yeah. yeah. Especially to play kind of not a similar character, but you know someone else who's also you know smart. You know, the maybe if they like, maybe their plan wasn't to introduce the X Men anytime soon or mutants anytime soon. Maybe I would be more inclined for that, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like they're they're working to get something off the ground. We, you know, Patrick Stewart confirmed that because right. he said they're talking to me about being a part of these movies, so. Right, something is afoot. I don't think that they'll, they'll take someone who's in that un, another action movie and put him in a different role. Yeah, and for all we know, I mean, given the uh, given what that what you mentioned with the the Patrick Stewart stuff, you know, they could look at like you know Miles Teller, you know, mm-hmm. or you know the first dude, you know Grufford or whatever his name is. Like they, <laughs> you know, dude from you know whatever the TV show that he's in now. Like they could, they could just re, they could you know recast, you know. Yeah. Or, so, I don't know. Right. It should be interesting though. Good yep. question, Shamar. It was a good question, and, and and I'm sure as we get closer and closer to Phase Five, um, those questions about the castings for those Fox properties are going to become more and more interesting. One more question, yeah. not to not to go too long on this, but do you think Marvel knows? Do you think this is like an audition process, or do you think they kind of are just gonna go for somebody and just give them the give them the thing? Like like Myersha Ali, like that was he was Blade to them. Yes, there was no. All right, we're doing Blade, so we now we gotta find a Blade. Like right. it was Myersha. They Ali. knew they knew that they wanted Myersha Ali to be Blade before they really even knew they were doing Blade. Right, exactly. Do like do they have somebody already pegged to be some of these characters? They may. Thing, the thing I could see them already having somebody in mind. I don't. I don't. I, I would argue no, only because the difference between Blade and um, 
this is Blade was a it had become a Marvel property. So I feel like that idea of like we're gonna do what we want kind of I think that that would I could see that with them having that property and, and having thought about it for such a long time, I could see them saying, Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Remember the Fox properties are fairly new. I would it would kinda of surprise me if they wouldn't at least be kicking around a lot of people's names for these characters before deciding this is the person that they want. I, I, I think that this will be for, I think all, I don't say all of them. I think some people, they will get their roles. But I think for a lot of these Fox characters, a lot of members of the X-Men, a lot of members of the Fantastic Four, I think that there will be a more conventional, we're going to bring in multiple people for test shootings and things like that. I don't think Evaluate be, who the hot names in Hollywood are. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a, I, I want this person for this role thing. I think that would, Blade, I think for them, because also the reason why I say that is because I think for Blade, like, I think that the actor, who the actor was, was going to be a big factor into whether or not they even did the movie. If right. that makes sense to you guys. Like, to me, and, I think that, like, they're like, oh, Maharsha Ali, that's why we want to do Blade, because he could be an amazing Blade. I don't think that, like, with this, they got to do Fantastic Four and X-Men because of the demand. It's not because, oh... I think this guy could be a great Wolverine, therefore that's what we should do. We should do a Wolverine movie, or I think that this person be. I think that's going to be this more of oh, now you can put these characters in the MCU from the fan base perspective. Mm-hmm. You guys got to do it, and now like, I think they got, their process is going to be a lot thinking. Their thought process is going to be a lot different. Now it's okay. Well, now we have to evaluate where are the pieces that make sense to fit in this puzzle, and that's going to take more time. Yeah, I agree with EJ. I think this is something where um, they're gonna. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to. You know, audition. And, yeah, and when you're talking about a team and an ensemble, you're gonna need yeah, to you know need, about chemistry. Yeah, you chemistry. know about chemistry. Yeah. You know, you have to have them do reads with each other, right? To make sure that the chemistry works. Especially someone like Reed Richards. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean, Reed. bouncing off of all three. Yeah. Characters. He has very. He's a. I mean, all the relationships are very special, but he has a very special relationship with all of them. Um, in a way that maybe I could argue the others don't. And he's the leader, so I mean that makes sense. But he no, so that that's very important, and I think that that's that's going to be a much more meticulous process. Let's uh let's let's shift gears now. Let's talk about what happened earlier or last week that that really big uh, Batman reveal, courtesy of Matt Reeves. I tell you what, guys, the only people excited, more excited about that Batman reveal than us, the fans, was Vimeo. Vimeo right now is probably they they probably saw a surge in views, a surge in revenue from ads. Like yo, I forgot Vimeo existed before this tweet came out from Matt Reeves. I I, I would love that whoever gets to talk to Reeves after this, I would love for them to ask him why did why Vimeo? Why wouldn't you do YouTube? And I, there's got to be a specific answer because Vimeo. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I went to grad school. I did a lot of video journalism. So, like, I know what Vimeo is. And, like, Vimeo was, like, hot for maybe, like, two seconds. But I think for a lot of people, they don't even know what Vimeo is. So, this is, like, kind of, like, yeah. a weird, that, that was kind of a weird move for him Vimeo, to put it on there. It seems to be, like, that has, has been the, like, the, or not has been, but it, it tends to be, like, the popular thing for, like, directors to put, like, different types of like footage and you know auditions and i don't get why behind is. the scenes stuff now 
something of this magnitude is a little different. That's what I'm trying to say. You this gotta know. This isn't some little, oh, you know, my little fanfic. I, like, remember fanfic. the Titans, remember the Titans, you know, the cyborg. Yeah. The people that were auditioning to be cyborg. That was all on Vimeo, you know, so it was kind of like, but mm-hmm. like you said, that's more like very insider baseball. This is like, this, you know, I mean, he knows this is going to break the internet if he puts this out there, so very strange. Yeah, Batman, whenever that movie comes out, it's going to be the biggest movie in the world. <laughs> so, yes. so going to Vimeo seemed very interesting, but uh, but but nonetheless, again, the Vimeo people, I'm sure, were very happy. Okay, this movie hits theaters in uh, June of 2021. This week, we got that uh, test footage of Robert Pattinson in the Batman suit. Um, a lot of Daredevil vibes from the video, which is uh, understandable because they decided to shoot it in all red uh, lighting. Little notes about the suit, definitely a little bit more of an armor feel, but it's definitely not bulky. Uh, they had the, the he used apparently the guns, the gun that killed Bruce's parents are apparently part of the bat symbol. Uh, we speculate. Is, yeah, I, I, I almost, I feel like I saw somewhere that that was pretty much confirmed. I'm not sure if that's true. I feel like someone asked someone and they, they confirmed that is indeed what it is. But um, if I'm if I'm wrong, then apologies. But I think I did hear that that is. <laughs> I mean, the you're case. probably right. But but I don't know. It, it's 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 a it's. I like the suit. It's to me. It's definitely Batman Arkham Asylum Arkham City vibes, which is you know great for 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 me. I, I still you know part of me saw this, and to be fair, this is in in red, so we don't know exactly what the color scheme is, but. Part of me is like, man, no one's ever going to try that, you know, gray and blue color scheme. Like, here it looks like the suit may be, you know, like a very deep, dark gray. But, like, you know, the cape and the collar look like they're clearly black to me. So, I'm like, okay, we're going to that look, but that's fine. A lot of people have been comparing it to the Affleck suit. The Affleck suit is really great. And, like, a lot of people are really, like, they're like, oh, this is nothing like the Affleck suit. I guess, I don't know, I didn't feel as offended by this because I just feel like you're not going to go with the similar look that you just went with for something that didn't work. The suit looked great, but like the movie and the character didn't work. So he, Matt was going to, you know, be more creative and trying to kind of carve out his own niche with this. I thought this was cool. I I, I do I, I don't I didn't get the red lighting. The red lighting kind of made it a little annoying because I feel like there were details that you know we would know better that we don't because of how they shot it. But I thought it was cool that they put this out. I'm glad we finally got to see you know. Pattinson in the suit. I think he looks pretty good. I the only thing I wish is I wish we got the ears. You know that seems to be like that's only and that's a big deal. You know because you know some ears are short, some ears are really long, and like I would love to have seen like that's a huge part of like the Kyle and the whole costume. That's the only part we didn't see. But I'm cool. I'm glad they did this. Yeah, I'm digging it. I am a fan. Um, I mean, look, I thought I thought it was a cool little tease. We didn't get we got we didn't get very much, very very little. It's a very very short clip. Um, fifty five seconds. Literally fifty five seconds. Um, but look, I, I'm a fan. I was wondering how he would look in the cowl, and I I like the look so far. Um, uh, you know, and look, man, I'm I'm hoping this is a, um. Normally, I wouldn't be saying this, but I'm hoping this is a Batman Begins type where it's a slow burn to seeing him in the Batsuit, you know, where we kind of see uh, or or, you know, I mean, I know this is him in his second year, but like or which we'll talk about. Uh, but like, you know, I'm hoping that 
um, you know, I'm hoping we get either flashbacks or something, you know, which I feel like we have to get. I feel like it's it's a requirement that we will. And if the, if his bat symbol is, you know, because, I mean, so many people at this point are speculating that it's the gun that kills his parents. Um, but I'm I don't know. I'm thinking we'll probably get the whole I mean, I don't know. How do you guys feel? You think we're going to see the wings get killed again? Are they going to show that again? If that is the gun, yes. I, I feel like there's no if, way you if that's the gun, that, right? Yeah, if that's the gun, I don't think there's any way around it. I think you have to show it because it's it's important. I mean, it's for a Batman story. Movie. It's a requirement. You can't do a Batman movie without showing the, <laughs> <laughs> the Wayne get murdered. You can't, you can't do a Joker movie without showing the Wayne get murdered. Apparently, um, yeah, you can't do yeah, a Batman yeah. Superman movie without seeing. There you go. Yeah, you can't do a Superman <laughs> movie without seeing. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I mean. It's one of those things. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm betting money in Vegas, you have to put the money. <laughs> you have to put the money. You know, we're gonna see the Wayne's get get murdered again. You know, I, I don't want to see it. I you hope that Matt Reeves feels no need. You know, could they so, do I it? Feel in like a way? All, I feel like of all, I feel like of all the directors, I feel like he's the one that might be most like the ma- most maverick like in deciding not to show it. I would say like, I can see them. I can see him choosing choosing to tell it in a different way. Like he's gonna reference it. It's gonna be a huge part of the character, and whether or not they show the scene, it's probably not even necessary. It may just be a waste of time. And it's and it's such, and I understand directors wanting to do it over and over again because it's such like iconic imagery, you know, like of just of them leaving that leaving that leaving the theater, the, the theater, and and you know they walk down the alley and they're almost there, and a guy just shows up. Says, give me, give me everything, give me the pearls, give me all the money. Yeah, it's just you know. And like we have to remember that these guys are trying to win Academy Awards, and like from a full movie perspective, you kind of need that scene to give like the average moviegoer that isn't a complete Batman nut, like to give them the full depth of like his character. Uh, what uh, what person that lives in the United States doesn't know Batman's parents were killed? Yeah. You may not know. It, I mean, at, at this point in time, and that's what you would think. <laughs> but like, I mean, look, the Academy. Like, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of old people. Uh, like, the Academy, the average age, Scorsese. The average age of the Academy. is an interesting 50, question. Fifty something. But that's an interesting question, though. Do you guys feel like because Kendall made a statement that I wasn't even sure I agreed with? So now I'll ask the question: Do you, Sham, feel that this movie will be? They're going to be fishing for award season love with this movie because Warner Brothers hasn't they did it with Joker but they haven't done it with any other movie but they also don't seem to have a formula like Marvel did it with Wonder Woman I don't think that it was by design right it was kind of and I don't think they even got nominated last minute they didn't get nominated yeah I think it was more of just like it was the cultural phenomenon of the movie that made it bigger I think it did get some consideration but they haven't went down that road. You know, Marvel and Disney never does. They they do what they do, and it's just like if you don't like it, then whatever. But I think the fans almost kind of goaded them into the Black Panther and Avengers Endgame campaigns. Like, do you think that that's what they're going for? I mean, Reeves is certainly an Oscar caliber director, but is he trying to do that with Batman? Um, Especially with a movie that's gonna have all these villains and all these characters coming in, I, I I don't think that he is. I think this is gonna be what way more superhero popcorn movie than maybe Kendall thinks. 
Look, um, honestly, it's so early. It's really, really hard to even guess. Of I mean, um, I mean, I, I feel like when, once we get that first like trailer, like we'll know. Kind of like when we got the first Joker trailer, we were like, no, yeah, this is, uh, this is very, very serious right now. And before we got that first trailer, I think we were all really, I think, uniformly very skeptical of the entire project. Once I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh my. Okay, no, this is something. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be really something. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the same thing here. Once we get that first trailer, then we'll know. Um, I mean, look, Walter Hamada. I think he saw the, the success of Joker. Yes. You no, know, he's producer on that one. I could see him saying, "He saw the lack of success of Birds of Prey." <laughs> hey, and, you know. fair enough. You know, from a box, from a box office, office perspective, yeah. from a box office perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could see him saying, "Look, if we're gonna do this Batman because look, it doesn't seem like this is being connected to any shared universes right now." So, with that being said, that that gives it the idea that maybe this is a specific story they're trying to tell that could warrant that. And now they may not even be it may not even be intentional, like you said. Like the Dark Knight wasn't like automatically like oh we're trying to win oscars or whatever but it was it was great and Heath ledger was great so like if so it, it put itself in that conversation and you know specifically Heath ledger put himself in that conversation but um yeah i don't know i, I my guess is they will I, I my guess is that i don't know how good the movie's gonna be but that this is an attempt to to get themselves potentially in that view for a superhero movie, whether or not it gets there or not, we'll see. I think I think it'll be very good because they seem to be taking themselves very seriously, which mm. is not every superhero movie, you know. For sure, shout out to uh, shout out to the score uh, from that from uh, Giacchino, man. Yeah, yep. I mean the score even from that little clip was really dope. What do you guys think of the uh, the notion that this movie will center around? Uh, Bruce in his second year as Batman. It feels like a very specific year. We all know the year one story that you know yes. is told often through the is told through the lens of Jim Gordon, but we do learn things about Batman and Bruce from how his first yes. year went as Batman. What do you guys think can what do you think can be what do you what what are features, what are our ideas or what are traits you expect to see from a Bruce, particularly in a year two? Like, what makes that difference from year one to year two that you're expecting to see? So it makes year two interesting mm-hmm. is because Batman, uh, it's kind of, I, I would say it's similar to, um, uh, I feel like it's similar to, um, It's I'd say it's almost like in between, like, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, where Batman has been Batman, but people are still new to this concept. Sure. You know, they're still new to this. Even the villains, some of them may not have ever encountered them. Some people, and it may be similar to, um, and I think this is what I was really kind of trying to to nail down. Um, and, you know, uh, people say it's, it's the worst of the, or- of the Arkham games, and, you know, I can't really argue. But I think it's similar to Origins, uh, Arkham Origins, where he was... Um, where he was still kind of a, uh, uh, I guess you could say a rookie bat at that time. The villains don't really know him yet. Some may still think he's a myth. You know, some people may right. still be like, ah, he's not real. 
people are just going crazy, you know? So it's, it's, I feel like you have that sweet spot where Batman can have already encountered many villains, but many still may not know anything about him. So it's, it's, I think this is, uh, I think it's a really good idea. So I, I really very much dig it. I think I like Kendall Hashimara used the word sweet spot. I think that's exactly kind of what I was thinking that it's not, he's not a rookie. So when he does things that are, when he does things that are spectacular or amazing, it's not like, yo, how does guy do this? He's only been doing this for less than a year. Like him doing those things would be like, well, he's been doing this for a year. You can kind of think, well, he probably the first three times he tried that, maybe it went very poorly. And now he's starting to master it. But at the same time, like when people are able to get a leg up on him or he is slow to kind of figure out certain things, we know this is going to be a detective story. And perhaps that's where maybe that's what Matt is using that year to um, thought process to center the movie around is that here's a young detective who is great crime fighter, you know, a, a great, um, just kind of, just great spirit. You know, just a guy who, you know, wants to do great, obviously, for his city and, and, and his wages war on crime. But, like, in order to do that, he can't just punch through things. He's going to have to really think it through. And I think in year one, it may be unrealistic for him to actually maybe figure out some of these things he may have to figure out in this movie. Year two, a little more experience, maybe it will make a little more sense. Yeah, yeah. For me, what I what I connected this to was, and I won't get too much into detail, but I, I just thought it was interesting with base basing this off of what EJ, what you told me, you may or may not know about the story and the way the media is involved in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that that could end up, uh, you know, playing a role in, you know, the coverage of Batman. You know. As mm. this, you know, newer figure, but like Shamari said, is he a myth? Is he is he real? Like, right? You know that kind of that kind of deal. You know, if this was Batman in his prime, you know, or even Batman Year One, it, it's a little different. You know, Batman yeah. Year One. You know, if this is a rookie Batman, if he just come on the scene, people are gonna be like, what what's happening? You know, yeah. mysterious. And not even be able to equate that the changes that are happening in the city are related to him. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's, you know, exactly. Batman year eight, you know, year four, year five, you're like, oh, Batman's out doing yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And also, you kind of get tired of, I mean, if you're a comic book, you know, stand like we are, you kind of get tired of, what is that? Is this a bat? Yeah. <laughs> you, all right. the papers yeah. are like, oh, is this, people are saying there's a flying bat. There's a bat running around Gotham. There's a bat running around Gotham. You get kind of tired of Part like, man, like, part bat. Yeah, you know, it's like, the man, man bat. The man bat. You know, it's like, all right, we get it, you know. So here we get it where they know what's going on. Maybe Gordon has his, you know, they released the, um, what's his name? The guy who plays Gordon, like, posted an image of the. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, he posted an image of the, of this, <laughs> of the, well, yeah. The, the, I'm so messed but, up, but man. Like, DC used <laughs> But they he posted an image of like the bat symbol of like or like the not the bat symbol but like the the light that flashes the bat right. symbol into the sky. So they probably already had that set up. So you have things where like they know what's going on, they know what the deal is, but it's still they're still getting used to it. Yeah. My my thing, uh, one thing on the suit is I like. Hey, I don't want to be the, you know the Debbie Downer. I don't want to be the Dang, the you, negative Nelly. Yeah, can you hate it? I don't even <laughs> Nelly. Not even that I hate it, but the suit, the suit that Robert Pattinson wears in the Batman is gonna be the 
the 347th reason why this movie is either good or bad. Hmm. It'll have no bearing on anything. You know, we say me, we say that me, we say that, but like a bad suit could go a long way to be like, yo, this movie. Like for a lot fair. of, for example, for a lot of people, the Amazing Spider-Man one suit took a lot of people out of the movie. That's fair. I mean, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't think that that, I don't. It maybe it did, but I don't think that's the reason that had, movie had, was. I, I didn't, <laughs> was, was I didn't know up that. and down. I mean, it didn't do anything but for me personally. But what I will say is. I just remember, I'm only saying this, what brought this to my attention was I remember the Affleck suit, that dropping also, and that also breaking the internet, and people yeah. all saying, oh, I'm so hyped, yeah. oh my gosh, yep. Affleck, this 100%. suit looks amazing, <laughs> so like, that's why I'm like, I, I don't want to, let's not, let's slow down, you know, let's calm down, let's not replicate, let's not have history repeat itself, you know, we've already seen this, you know, it's, it's positive, but he's Batman, you know, he looks like Batman, so... I, I'm gonna, uh, I'll I'll slow down a little bit. Wait for there to be actual things to be excited about. But I want this e- is a step in the right direction. Definitely, I want ears, man. That's all I'm asking for, Matt Reeves. <laughs> I need to see the ears. Are they long? Are they short? That is that makes the entire suit to me. So this was great, but it's kind of incomplete. Until I see the ears, I'm still withholding a lot of judgment on what I think. So far, good. I like it. I liked, again, the Arkham vibes. I love that video game, so that makes sense. But I still need to see more before I, I, I give my full stamp of approval. I do want to move forward now, though, to a different story. This comes courtesy of Gracious Randolph. She is reporting that the rumors are true. Warner Brothers would like the Flash movie to feature um, Wonder Woman versus Aquaman. So if you guys would then you know kind of roll back the tape, you guys remember... Director Andy Muschietti talking about how the movie would be a different version of Flashpoint than you are expecting, but that would it would indeed include Flashpoint in the movie. If you guys are familiar with Flashpoint, in the warped universe that Barry creates by running back into time and altering his personal history, it creates this massive war between Asgard and the, not Asgard, Jesus. Um, the Amazons and uh, and Atlantis. So that is a massive war. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so that so and it's a massive war. It, it ends up you know it's a world war that, that ends up costing the entire world, and it stems from a beef between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Apparently, that rumor has been shut down at least by one reputable reporter, Umberto Gonzalez. Who says that his sources are telling him that that is 100% absolutely not true. I don't know what to really make of the how truthful it is. Um, Grace apparently is someone who has sources and isn't someone who puts out BS and uh, is not even someone who I would expect to go to as my first superhero news source. So the fact that she would put something out tells me that whoever's telling her is in the know, I would think. But Umberto is the man, probably, when it comes to her, him and Boris Kitt, maybe a couple other people, when it comes to this news. So him saying that it's not happening is also interesting. I'll, I'll go more towards what do I think of it if this is the plan. I don't know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a little mixed, I guess. And part of that could be from how Grace is kind of presenting it. Like, to me, we already went down this path a little bit with Batman v Superman. And we've had civil war 
And it's part of the, it's one of my only trepidations about Secret Invasion, to be honest with Marvel, is, you know, how many times do we want to see the superheroes punching each other in the face? And is that something we really need to see? And with this, it's kind of the same thing. It's, okay, is this going to be like a real, true Flashpoint adaptation where it's not just Aquaman and Wonder Woman, it's like them and all the other DC characters that were involved with, um, Flashpoint being included. If that's the case, I'm more fine with that because that's Flashpoint and that's a movie we all, we all would love to see. If they try to condense it and make it more of just a pure beef between Aquaman and Wonder Woman, I just don't know how important or necessary that is for me at this moment in time to see that. So that would be my my concern with it. I don't. I just don't know what to really make of this whole Flash movie as a whole. Because we don't know any of these characters. You're dropping me into a flashpoint where we've only been introduced to Edra Miller. We don't know anyone else at Iris West. We don't know his relationship with his mother. We don't know um, Eobar Thawne. Like, there's a lot of characters at play. It, throwing in the Aquaman, Wonder Woman stuff could be a distraction, in my opinion. Um, uh, look, I, I mean, I would say... I understand this gets me more hype than anything. Uh, I try it, but of course, I mean, I mean, all, all this stuff gets me hype all the time. <laughs> but I mean, look, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm, I mean, this just gets me hype. I mean, I think that seeing that, I just seeing that on screen would just be like amazing. I think, um, you know, I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing. I understand what you're saying, EJ, with people getting tired of super superheroes like beating up on each other. I, I, I don't know if I'll ever get tired of it. Like, I would 100% love to see the Atlanteans against the um, the uh, Themyscarans, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm 100% on board. I do, I do share your concern when you say you don't want it to be like take over the whole Flashpoint exactly. uh, movie. Because I agree with that. I don't want it to take over the whole Flashpoint movie. I still want it to be a Flash-centered movie. Um, but with that being said, I'm still on board. I mean, in the in the Flashpoint animated movie, they were able to still have to show that. Or at least the after effects of it. And focus on Flash. So I'm hoping that like maybe me, in I... this movie, they'd be able to do something similar. Like to me, Kendall, I feel like... The Flashpoint animated movie just had the perfect amount of Barry Allen-centered storyline and throwing in the Wonder Woman and Aquaman Mm -hmm. stuff. I just, I guess my concern is if you're telling me you're doing a different version, and to me, when I hear different version, I think condensed version, in my opinion. Like, okay, but I'm still going to get Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I just, like, to me, and the big caveat Grace had here is that no, it's up to Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa to actually agree to go through with it. For me, my question is, like, are they really just signing up to do, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of screen time and then go home? Like, I I feel like they'd want to be, if they're going to sign up for a movie or whether it's whatever contract they've signed with Warner Brothers, like, it would surprise me if they were kind of just completely off to the side, which is kind of where they, they kind of have to be in order to make that work. Um... See, for me, you know, in terms of the he said, she said with with Grace Randolph and, <laughs> you know, Umberto is exactly what it is. Um, 
look, I mean, I feel like Grace Randolph didn't say for a fact that it's happening. She said that's what Warner Brothers wants, uh, mm-hmm. which okay. makes me think. And Grace Randolph is the same person that had the the Birds of Prey rumors about the diamond and what was in it. And it was very controversial. And she, in theory, she was wrong. And people were bashing her after Birds of Prey. Saying, oh, you said this was in Birds of Prey. You were wrong. And I'm like, I, I mean, look, she's pretty close. The diamond was involved. That was the plot. They could have changed it. But um, so clearly she has some level of, of insider. Uh, but what I think is important is her saying that that it is something that they want makes sense. Because from a money perspective, that is what makes this Flash movie a smash success in the box office. Yes. If you can if and she also prefaced it by saying that it'll. It depends on whether or not they can get Momoa and Gal Gadot to do it. That is also, again, very important because if you sell a Flashpoint movie or a Flash movie that has Jason Momoa versus Gal Gadot, the Atlanteans versus the Themyscarians, like, I mean, that's that's a box office smash. I'm, I'm seeing that and I'm pre-ordering the tickets. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling everybody I know about it to go see it. I mean, think about how much money, like, those two movies made separately. Individually. Yeah, exactly. Like, those are both billion-dollar movies. And you're telling me that they're going to be... They're going to play a part in a Flash movie? Now, like... Look, Justice League didn't work. And that's something they have to, they have to realize and remember. Right. But it, I think it's the specific story of, like, again, Aquaman versus Wonder Woman. Now, EJ mentioned, I don't know how much more people want to see the superheroes fighting each other type thing, but... The political nature of this, I think, is interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm wondering what Hamada thinks because when you hear Warner Brothers wants it, is that? Is, I mean, does Hamada want this? Does he have any opinion on it whatsoever? You know, I mean, he. I would think so. I would say, he, I mean, he's reportedly running the division, from what we know. Like yeah. whether or not it's it's there's a shadow, you know, executive that's, that's pulling the well, strings. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Scary stuff. I mean, but, it could be. But, like, I mean, he, they claim he has power, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I don't know. He just – he doesn't strike me as, like – you know, if they, if they said, like, Kevin Smith was running Warner Brother movies, I'd be like, yeah, maybe he's – he's a, he, he's just like, I want to see Aquaman and the Atlanteans fighting so-and-so. Right. Make it happen. You know, Hamada doesn't seem to he be – He seems more traditional. More not, traditional. He's that, a horror yeah, guy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, he doesn't seem to me like the – he's not Filoni – you know, he's not like some super, some mega fan. I mean, he could be. I and guess. if you guys remember, no, yeah. And if you guys remember when he came in, part of I mean, he never said it, but the reported agenda he had was right making smaller budget DC movies. Right, he exactly. Thought the movies were becoming too, you know, absorbent too, with, with yeah, exactly with CGI and big name actors and 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 to me, like you know, if you're talking about adding Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I mean, you know the the money that's invested in making Aquaman work on the big screen. Like we know how much one of the brothers had to spend in that first movie. Now you're including just elements of him in a different movie, but you gotta make it seem believable. That's you gotta add a Gal Gadot salary in 2020, whatever this movie comes out, and a Jason Momoa salary in whatever year this comes out. Like it's different than when the, those movies came out, when Aquaman one came out, and when Wonder Woman one came out. Like those salaries are now probably gonna be a lot larger. You know, unless, again, unless they're linked to some kind of contract, like with the Marvel people, where they just have a certain amount of appearances, I don't know if that's really their deal. I I, I imagine that they're going to have to probably re-up for any kind of guest appearances, and those are going to be massive numbers. So, 
Hamada, that seems just, the, like Shamari was saying, the complete antithesis of anything he'd ever want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I mean, I, 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 look, my view on this is that I think it's a, it's, if, if I were Warner Brothers, I would shoot for this in terms of, like, if you can make it happen financially, make it happen. Whether or not, because I think from a story perspective, like, you know, I mean, that was one of the more interesting aspects of the 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 Flashpoint universe. You know what I mean? Like, so I and you're not going to do more than likely. You're not going to do the, the Superman stuff because I can't see Henry Cavill showing up. And it's maybe it doesn't have to be Henry Cavill, but um, because he might look different and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know uh, whether or not Thomas Wayne should look like this. Could be a Flashpoint movie can make a ton of money. Like, if you have a Thomas Wayne Batman, a, you know, a, a Superman that's all messed up, uh, and you have Gal Gadot and Momoa fighting each other, it could just be cameos. That's what, that's what we have to understand as well. They could promote that, and it'd be a very bit part of the movie. I feel like I, if it's a cameo, we ain't hearing that from Grace Randolph, spout, you know, promoting it as Wonder Woman versus Aquaman. Like... I don't know. I just feel right. like it wouldn't. It wouldn't have come across like that. No, I mean she could be embellishing it, or maybe the person that told her is embellishing. But it. but maybe. But I just yeah, feel like the way the way it was presented, it made us feel like this is going to be a massive part of the story. And the only reason, the only first of all, that that definitely confirmed that to me. Some if this is true, that some aspect of Flashpoint is happening because one one versus Aquaman only makes sense if Flashpoint is happening. Otherwise, there's no reason to see that in the Flash movie. Of course, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, as for whether I believe this, leave, uh, Grace Randolph's scoop, I do. I haven't seen a scoop from her so far that's been complete and utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't usually come out with scoops. Mm-hmm. I watch her mainly for reviews and stuff. So usually when she's saying something's going on, that's what I'm hearing. Usually it's something to pay attention to. So I, I don't think it's nothing. I think conversations are happening, but um you know there may be other heads at warner brothers that are saying no or maybe other directors or actors that are saying no you know so um so yeah i definitely think discussions are going on let's move over to uh talking about some of the stuff with sony so sony it seems there seems to be a lot of stuff cooking there we all know what's happening with the morbius movies coming out we know what's happening with um venom 2 eventually that will include carnage before we get to some of you know the stuff maybe related to the ways of Morbius, we did get uh, so a big announcement from Sony Pictures this past week. Uh, they have set an October eighth release date for an unspecified, unrevealed, unnamed Marvel's movie, uh, some kind of Spider-Man movie. We would assume, obviously, and of course we know there are plenty of movies in development. Apparently, there's they were developing Craven the Hunter. They were developing. Something with Silver Sable and Black Hat that may be going to TV is all very unclear. But mm-hmm. this news seemed to be centering around the same time that rumors were circulating that Marvel, excuse me, Sony's Marvel division was developing a Spider-Woman movie with the character Jessica Drew. So that is seems to be new in the fold. There, there are multiple rumors that have, that have come out since that uh, release date reveal happened. I don't know if that means that that's the date they're targeting for Spider Woman. Spider Woman. We haven't heard anything about anything concrete really about Spider Woman up until last week. So that was surprised me. If all of a sudden, not only do they have 
um, a date. Not only they have a movie, but they you know they they they're that far along that they think by next fall, the following fall from this next previous upcoming fall that they would have a movie ready. But again, who, who knows? Uh, I'll go. I'll go to Kendall first. Do do you do you buy a Spider Woman movie for twenty twenty one? Uh, I don't. I don't buy that. This is that this is happening. Um, mm. it's like I. I just feel like we haven't heard anything about it, and I mean, I just feel like I mean, if it's coming out in twenty twenty one, then they gotta hurry up. Yeah. You know, because there are a lot of movies, you know, that are coming out in twenty twenty one that we know about and we've known about for a long time. So for them to think that they're gonna have a movie coming out in October twenty twenty one. And it's nothing that we even that they've talked about. Like if they, if they said that that October movie is Black Cat, I'd be like, all right. You know, they've they've had something. We've for heard a long whispers time. about that for a long time. Yeah, exactly. They probably could. They probably have a script, and they just like, oh, we'll do it now or whatever. You know, if they said this was Craven, I'd be like, yeah, they've talked about that for a long time. They could do that whenever. Sinister Six, that's maybe a little harder to, you know, put together <laughs> and hodgepodge that in that quick of time. Like, I don't know if I want to see that right now. Vulture, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're getting all those people back for in, in two years, in one year? <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I, for me, I think that this is, uh, I, I think that's nonsense. I don't think it's, it's Spider-Woman. Now, what's interesting about this, Sham, is there are kind of, there are a lot of questions about who actually owns Spider-Woman. Because, there's some that are saying that not only the Sony own Spider Woman's rights, but Marvel Studios also own Spider Woman's rights. I don't know how that would have been the case, but apparently it's 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 they have shared a usage. So mm. that means something to me when I'm thinking about this movie. But I want you to go first, and what do you think about this whole idea and that that aspect of it as well? Um, I mean, I think it's possible, you know. Um, I mean, Kendall's writing that they would have to. This would have to be something that they're working on now, uh, which may be the case. Maybe we, they're working on. It, we have no idea, but um, uh, but yeah. I mean, I think it's possible. Um, I I would agree with Kendall that I that would not be my first guess, um, but I mean, it's certainly possible. And the rumors haven't come from from anywhere where I'd be like, oh wow, this is something that is probably really happening. It's mostly just word, just people saying stuff, people guessing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm not one to believe that this is something that's happening. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's something that's completely BS, zero percent chance. I don't think it's anything like that. Um, but yeah, that and that would surprise a lot of people. Um, they would, I think, they would have to promote that a lot more than they would have to really any other Marvel Spider-Man property. I think they would have to like have a real like like a very legit campaign leading into this movie um because i mean i i mean i think you're just this is a character that a lot of people just you know just basic people just walking around are not familiar with no definitely not so you need to a lot of marvel fans fans aren't familiar with marvel fans superhero fans in general for sure People that just know about superheroes, like superheroes, no idea, no clue. So this is going to be a lot of people's first introduction to the character. Um, so yeah, it's gonna uh, it's gonna take some work. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating because Spider Woman is an interesting character. Because I feel like you know, for the, a lot of superhero fans from you know 
late 1970s, early 80s will be familiar with her. And a lot of hardcore superhero fans from, you know, 2010 and on will be familiar with her because Marvel really kind of thrusted her into the forefront um, of their new Avengers that and then she eventually became the a big, massive character in the uh, in the Secret Invasion storyline. So, like, there's a there's like pockets of superhero fans that know who Jessica Drew is, and there's a lot of people who just have no idea just because Marvel, the comic book division, and everything else around it just kind of tosses it aside, and she kind of didn't she didn't take off the way they they thought she would. I don't. I'll be honest. I I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's the October eighth release date. I think that that's gonna be probably Venom. Right? Venom doesn't have a release date. Right? No, sure. that's not Venom. It's, it's not Venom. Venom no. release date. Okay. Venom is also coming out. Venom's coming out this year, right? Venom's coming out later this year. It comes oh, out in October okay. this year. I was just telling um, Kendall that I yeah, completely forgot <laughs> that that movie was coming out this year. Yeah, I thought it was coming out next year. I didn't know it was coming out this year. Okay, so so it's not Venom. I don't know. I don't think that this is Spider-Woman. I just feel like, well, one, there are so many other projects that they had in development. I don't see how Spider-Woman then gets into the fold. Um, I feel like a Spider-Man movie is possible in that spot. Oh, well, uh, October probably not actually. So, I, I, I don't think. Well, here's let me get to why I don't think it's Spider-Woman. I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. To be honest, I don't think that it makes sense for Sony to go on this road with Spider-Woman because for a lot of people with the success of the um, Into the Spider-Verse movie. Spider Woman is Spider Gwen for a lot of people, right? And it seems like a really odd decision to insert another Spider character who really isn't that close to Peter in that universe in that way, and is not the most popular Spider Woman at the moment. Like right now, that's without question Gwen Stacy. So now we're gonna insert someone new that no one—not new, but someone different that no one really knows. That just seems like an odd decision. I feel like Sony... I feel like Sony would be smarter than that. I think it made more sense because we... The Jessica Drew name has been kicked around a lot for whether it be Sword, whether it be other pro- other properties because a lot of people have made the case that maybe Spider... The Spider-Woman rights are with the uh, Sony, but maybe the MCU has the rights to Jessica Drew is what I've heard also in terms of the rights deal. So them trying to figure out how to use Jessica Drew different ways makes more sense. I always thought for Marvel, inserting her in other different ways could have worked. I don't think that making a Spider-Woman movie around a character that really doesn't have any connection to Peter just makes sense. Because we, as we've seen, the the Sony properties and the, and the, and the, the characters that have been, um, that have hit for Sony have been characters with some kind of relationship to Peter Parker. So even if they don't have it in the universe that they're in, so whether it be uh, Eddie Brock, who in the Venom that we know, even though we don't see him interact with Peter at all, whether it be a Gwen Stacy, who in that Gwen Stacy in that universe, you know, we don't we're, we're, we weren't even introduced to that Peter Parker who died very early in uh, obviously in um, in Into the Spider Verse, like that. This is like something totally different. Like this is now going into a different realm. Spider Woman is isn't that close to Spider Man. I don't I don't I don't get this to be honest. And this is someone who actually 
this is from a guy who really likes Spider-Woman. I really like Jessica Drew. I really like her character. I think that she would be cool. Now, I don't think it makes I, sense for what Sony's trying to do. Now, I would agree with you, but that's assuming that I think I think you're assuming that this has no connection to the MCU, which we don't we don't uh, we don't know. We don't know what the deal is with that. The, Sony the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movies are, are Sony movies as well. And those are MCU movies. So I, I would imagine that if they did Spider-Woman, that that would be connected to the MCU. But why? I just feel like she would make sense. Jessica Drew as a character, like you mentioned. You can use her in other facets. Um, so, but, but the question... And what value yeah. does she really have to Sony? I don't know. I think, I think a lot of these... I think it's hard for us as a group to really speculate on a lot of this stuff because we... I feel like we don't really know what the standing quite is with Sony and Marvel at the moment. Like, we, we've seen the two Spider-Man movies, but those were produced by Marvel. We saw a Venom movie that had no Marvel production. I don't know if they had any input, but they definitely didn't produce it. And that looked very different. And this is being billed, from what I understand, as a Sony movie. So, like... But then now we have this Morbius stuff where like a Sony Morbius movie is showing its character is showing up in the MCU. So I feel like maybe what was the status quo and what we kind of thought of the Sony Spider-Man universe, it may be very different than what it previously was. So I think until maybe we see we see Morbius um, or we get more details about what the hell is going on in Morbius, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, yes, I agree with you. In theory, it would make a lot of sense to do Jessica Drew in the MCU. In fact, if that's what they were doing, I would be on 100% on board. It's just that's not what Sony has done when they've taken these individual characters that aren't Spider-Man. Those are the only characters that have interacted with main MCU characters. Now, Morbius seems to be the second one where we're doing a Sony villain, but that's still kind of different. That's still Sony playing within the sandbox. Like the Spider-Man movies, you were taking, you know, uh, Tony Stark... You're taking taking happy. You're taking you know pepper pots. Like you're you're dipping into a whole nother company, literally. Whereas while yes, Marvel produced the Homecoming movie. At the end of the day, the Vulture character was in a Sony movie, so their uses of him should be allowed. Will it make sense? And how they figure how they how will they figure that out? I don't know. That's going to be again. Those are questions yet to be answered. But that's the difference. I think that we're, we we just don't know because it just seems like Sony seems to be breaking the rules with some of the stuff they've been doing, and, and that's going to continue in the next segment. But I don't know what else you want to say about Spider Woman. Um, well, not necessarily on Spider Woman, but I think my guess for what this movie is, I think it's Madam Web. I, I think that's what it is too. I think it's Madam Web. I think that's an easy. One I know. I know. I've guessed two different movies, but I think Hodge. looking at the list, I think that that's what it is as well. Uh, that's a mistake. Man. I think that's a movie they kind of announced that's fairly recently, but not too long ago. To where I'm like, they're still doing that, like Black Cat, Silver Sable, that kind of stuff. Uh, if they, if that's what this is, I'm like, man, they're still doing that movie. I thought they they shut that down. Even Craven, I'm like, they announced that a long time ago. For them to be doing that now, but Madam Web was announced fairly recently, to where there's no reason to think they would have asked that. Um, and it's not a movie that I think that I think is that hard to do. It's not gonna be easy, but like, you know, it, there's one character that you primarily need to cast, and then you can just tell that around. Then you then you just tell the story around that character, however you quirky way you want to do that. Yeah, I think that's. I think if it is, that's a that's a huge mistake. I think that's gonna 
I mean, look, I mean, we're all saying the same thing about Joker. You know, we saw how that turned out. Yeah. Said the same thing about Morbius. Said the same thing about Morbius. Venom. Uh, said the same thing about Venom. Still say it about Venom. Uh, but this Madam Web. Look, think about I mean, though, if maybe, they, Yeah, I think maybe Kevin's going to go where I was going to go. So maybe I'll let you go. Well, I was just going to say, the, think about if they cast, you know, Meryl Street. As Madam Web, and they do some Spider Verse. I don't crazy care nonsense. who they cast as Madam Web. I mean, you may not care. I I don't. I mean, yeah. Look, yeah, you may get you know but the people that have no idea. You know, imagine you cast Angelina Jolie <laughs> as Madam Web or Helen Mirren. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I, like that. Like what I was gonna say is, I think you, you kind of glossily mentioned it, but like the to me, the Madam Web movie can only work if it's. It's create it's going into the Spider Verse and actually explaining it and actually tapping into all these characters we've seen in these Sony movies and somehow connecting them. It's kind of like how we've seen with what they did in Crisis in CW. Like that is the only reason this movie should exist. That doesn't seem like a movie that should come out in October, but I just don't think that a movie that we never heard about exists in Spider Woman. They just came up with an idea, and now they ready to have something ready by next year. Like to me, you would have had to have found a director, someone would have had to written a script. The fact that we heard none of that stuff, and now the movie's, you know, a year and a half away, that that doesn't sound realistic to me. But I mean, Sony hasn't always been the most realistic with their plans. I mean, we should have been had, you know, Craven and Black Cat and Silver Sable by now, and that stuff is. You know, we don't even know what the status is of those properties. So I don't know. I don't know. But uh, staying with Sony real quickly, there was another interesting aspect of uh, Sony news. I don't know how many guys, how many of you guys are familiar with this, but Sony apparently has a Instagram account that is, you know, the Sony Flash Thompson Instagram account. It's the Instagram account that's supposed to be an in-character account belonging to Flash Thompson from the Far From Home and Homecoming movies. You know, I think the, the handle is, you know, Spidey number one fan, you know, underscore or whatever. And this account shared an interesting, you know, photo on their Instagram story. This is a Sony run account. And in the story, it's a it's a picture, it's a partial picture of the Daily Bugle and it's the Daily Bugle as a newspaper which is interesting and on the top left it has page six a vampire in new york fifth vampire sighting reported in new york um and then the big title is where is spider-man in question marks and right below that uh it is cut off by the i guess the the commentary or note by flash thompson it says you know killer cassidy on the run meaning you know claytis cassidy you know carnage that's the man who's carnage um and then the the caption is you know, sometimes I sometimes miss when the world wasn't being destroyed by vampires, aliens, and flying robot people. Sad face. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea what to make of this at all. Um, because, again, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, what is connected and what's not connected, it doesn't add up in what's how Sony's been moving. To the point where now it's, it's starting to kind of get a little annoying, in my opinion. Like, I didn't take this as a positive. Because this just doesn't make any sense. Because the Daily Bugle, again, as we saw in 
uh, in that Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, is not a newspaper. Daily Bugle in this MCU universe, in the universe that we know Flash Thompson to be in, is some kind of online conspiracy theory YouTube channel or website. Where is he getting... It's the dailybugle.net. Right. Where is he getting a newspaper with the Daily Bugle that looks like the Daily Bugle we saw in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man? And the whole question of the where is Spider-Man thing, is that connected to the Peter Parker Spider-Man? Because again, that Peter Parker Spider-Man didn't have a Daily Bugle newspaper. Has that changed? Are they, are they Did they become a newspaper because the the website exploded with views or whatever. Like that doesn't seem to make sense. Cause why would you become a newspaper? That's like really bad business. Newspapers don't do well now. Like, and then he's referencing stuff that happened in Venom stuff that happened in, it's going to happen in Morbius. Apparently like it's all a mess. And I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I like, think this is just starting to get annoying to me. Like it's, it's at a certain point, it, it's Sony. It's up to Sony to me to really clarify what is going on. A little bit, but like the more they come out with stuff, the more what they're doing just doesn't even add up. It's not even a thing of trying to speculate anymore. It's just this doesn't make any sense. Like I don't have a theory for what this is supposed to mean, and this it's annoying. It's frustrating. I mean, I feel you. I mean, it's it's definitely. I mean, I like I want all this stuff to connect as well. But at the same time, I also know that Sony cares about the bag. Of course. And they want to do what they got to do, do whatever they got to do, tease whatever they got to tease to get people to come to the movie, uh, to see the movie. They got my money for Venom. They're going to get my money for Venom 2, even though I didn't really like Venom. So, I mean, that's that's their goal. You know, if they if flash, if teasing... You know, uh, Vulture, putting Vulture in the movie, uh, in Morbius, if, you know, being very, uh, you know, kind of vague and unclear as to which universe is where and what's going on. You know, if that's what they got, that's what they got to do. I think that's just what they're going to do. I think we'll get answers eventually. Whether or not those answers will make sense and be satisfying is one thing. But I think we will get answers. I think I think especially by um, when does Morbius come out? Uh, I don't know what month, but this year. This year, okay. Uh, whichever, whichever one, which what if it's after? If Morbius comes out, after July Venom, is the date. July, okay. So after Venom two, I think we'll know. I think we'll know what's going on, who's in what. You don't, think, you don't think we're gonna know after Morbius? Well, I mean, we're gonna know like we're gonna know where Morbius is after Morbius, but I think by after Venom two, we'll know like because I don't because I don't yeah. think we know. I don't think we have the whole story even when it comes to Venom two. I mean, we're, I mean, we've been here for a while. Tom Hall oh, might be in it. We don't know, you know, so look, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think by the end of Venom 2, we'll know who's in what universe and like, you know, exactly where this, what That's the Sony hit the panic button. If there's no answers, by yeah, Venom if there's 2, no answers by Venom 2 as to fine. what Spider-Man is in what universe, I think it's like, I think at that point I'd be, I'd be in the same boat. But at this point, I think by then we'll know. I, for sure. Now I, I, I told you was there was some speculation, some rumors uh, from very uncorroborated, unsourced rumors out there that uh, somebody that, that, I guess, worked on the movie or seen Morbius or some along the lines said that the all the Raimi stuff is not in the movie. 
and that it, it, all the pictures of the Raimi Spider-Man stuff and like that gets edited out or changed to the far from home, and that is just in the trailer for now. So that's I don't know. Nu- that's nuts, by the way. I, yeah, I don't know if that's the case, but they said when you see the movie, it's going to be the far from home Spider-Man. It will not be Raimi Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess from it, it makes sense from this from the standpoint that like, you know. That it would be more consistent with it being in the MCU, right? You know, but it just—it would be weird that they would even put that in the trailer uh, and not have that ready. Like, why wouldn't you have that ready by now? <laughs> you know, it's not that right. difficult, you would think. But um, so but yeah. so, but what? That I don't—I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me because, like, we also are seeing bus ads. Like, is it going to be a Daily Bugle bus ad that includes like a website? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, are they going to change that? Like, why are they even showing newspapers? What's what's also like, like it doesn't it's not a one for one deal you know what I'm saying it's not oh we switch you can't switch a newspaper into a website like it doesn't add up well yeah I, yeah that was what the other that's what the guy said early in the week about the the shot of Spider Man in the trailer the the newspaper stuff I mean I look the only thing you could say is beyond the fact that they were just being lazy which is obviously still a possibility is maybe the Daily Bugle is a newspaper as well. You know, in New York, you know, maybe they're a newspaper and they have an online format. You know, EJ, I know you know that like a lot of these newspapers and these paper companies now are going to digital platforms and, you know, like deciding, you know, print is not the, it's not really the way to go. And they're, they're expanding and eventually they're going to go pure digital. Um, so that but, could be but, a possibility as well. Yeah. But I mean, even, but like, even the way they presented, the daily the daily view was presented in that movie. It didn't present itself as it presented itself as entity that had been that had been around for a yeah. long time. That like you know transitioned to to television. This right. this or you to, to the website. It was presented like a very specific media company out there that has no print <laughs> right print format. So I mean, I guess they have a website, but they don't have they don't have any newspapers. You know, for the people that don't know uh, what I'm talking about, but. Um, so I don't know, you know, I, I, my guess is that this is, um, my, my guess is that this is actually, I think this is confirmation that they are all going to be in the same universe, which I guess is the MCU. But again, that my question, just like it was after I saw the Morbius trailer is, is Sony doing this, all this stuff like by themselves? And Kevin Feige can't stop them because he doesn't have any control over them? Or is Feige helping them? I mean, I feel like I've seen commentary from either Daniel RPK or Conrad that have made the suggestion that have, and they imply very, they imply, you know, very, very, I feel like I've seen, I've seen things from them that make, that, that sound like, Feige has no control over what Sony decides to do. Right. I've That's seen, what it feels like. I feel like I've seen multiple tweets from that have suggested that Sony can do what it wants with its characters. <laughs> and, like, them kind of leaving it there. And that, to me, implies to me that he doesn't really have all that much control. Which is a little scary. Because, again, now the continuity of things don't quite add up. Like, like again, what... I just I don't know I don't know and I don't, I'll be honest I don't know if I buy that guy's theory that this is just placeholders for 
the stuff becoming more like the MCU because they're just presenting it in every way that is not MCU related. I guess the only the only way I can maybe see this is there's some kind of legal hiccup where because Marvel isn't producing it, they can't use Marvel content, so they have to do it in a weird way. Like they can't like in their own promotional material they can't use it. But maybe once the movie comes, I guess they can use it. I don't know. It just maybe that just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense because there's like technically the... Marvel is on the still a Marvel movie. It's just not Marvel Studios. Yeah, so. my thing is like if 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 the if it's if Mar if it's a Marvel movie and it's in the movie, why couldn't it be in your promotion? I don't I don't get it. And it's not yeah. like they're, it's not like they're showing an Iron Man picture. Like they're just showing they're showing characters and references that are things to Sony, something that Sony still owns. <laughs> Like why, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I truly don't get it. And and again, I think we're at getting to the point where it's getting so frustrating. I feel like we need answers. I feel like whatever Sony has decided to do is not, uh, it's not sufficient enough. They, they, we need to, we need to figure out what's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I think we're gonna, I think we'll have those answers by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I mean, that's that's that's, that's the best really I can say. I, I I do truly hope so. Let's uh let's move on now though. And let's let's get some of this stuff that's going on with the, um, with the Disney Plus Marvel series. Let's start with uh, Loki because we had this con- we had a, a conversation about this. I think it was last week, and Kendall brought it up, and I told you told him I wasn't excited about it. But apparently, our introduction to Kang the Conqueror could in fact come from a Disney Plus show. In fact, it could actually come from Loki, which is something that we can mention as something he thought could be possible. This is also coming from Daniel RPK. He says that the series is set to introduce um, Kang the Conqueror because of the time travel and space element to it. I'll repeat what I said before. I don't know if I'm really excited about this. Not because I'm not excited about Kang. I've been wanting them to do Kang and include Kang in the MCU for a very long time. I just feel like the Kang and the Conqueror story was told in Endgame. Like, that was that's the Kang and the Conqueror storyline. Them going through time, having to do different things to stop a past version of him from doing something. Like, that to me is a Kang Avenger storyline 101. I don't need that time travel thing anymore. Like I, I, I'm done with it. So, him being in Loki potentially, okay, is he fighting Loki? Is does he is he going to be in the MCU beyond Loki? In that case, that means we're going to have more time travel. We, I don't need more time travel. I feel like once you kind of go down that road, okay, let's try something different. I don't want to see them go back to the well. So, I, my excitement for this can only be limited because I love Kang, but I'm not crazy about them doing more time travel. Um, I, I, I would say I'm right there with you, EJ. I, I think it's just a little too soon. I kind of feel like this is the right time for a type, a secret invasion type story, something, something more, more grounded. Yeah, exactly. Something a little less, um, you know, just a little less, uh, you know, otherworldly universe. By grounded, we mean we need an alien invasion. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, just something to infiltrate a the government. Less, yeah, more realistic. No, but just something a little more, uh, just less universe bendy, going back in time, forward in time. Um, we need a li- just a, something a little more like just a threat that the Avengers got to fight. 
Right. And we just got to see them face this threat. See, and this is has nothing to do with King, but like I, the only issue I have is Secret Invasion and like the scrolls and stuff. So I don't, I don't want another Chitari, you know, a bunch of random aliens fighting the Avengers. And I hope that's not what it comes to. I get and that. maybe it won't, but like you feel like the culmination of that is what it will be. But <laughs> um, see, the interesting thing about King the Conqueror, EJ, is your issues or your trepidations about time travel are interesting because. While I agree from the surface, King the Conqueror is a time traveler, so you may that may be a fear, but we have to remember that Thanos wasn't really the one traveling in time. So, like, that's true, it's going to be a different type of villain still. And I wouldn't expect the Avengers to be going to King's world, for example. I think we may be going to King's world as an audience and seeing where he's from. Um, but I expect this to be him being somebody that maybe we know in the current time. You know, I mentioned, you know, Morgan Stark is a possibility. I mentioned Harley Keener is possibilities because obviously Kang is Iron Lad in the comics. But um, him being that type of character, maybe somebody we don't know. And being from the future and then coming back for whatever reason. It could even be one of those stories, you know, the, the, the stereotypical um you know trope of like yeah you know i gotta take out one of the avengers because they do something very evil or, or something that messes the timeline and i gotta take him out and so now they're all protecting you know he goes back he's like, i gotta take out scarlet witch because she does something and kind of like during the days of future past with mystique you know it could be that yeah. kind of story but like there are ways in which they could do it where it's not like some time heist like you know where they go and jumping in different timelines and you know trying to you know oh we gotta beat thanos in 20 in 2012 you know whatever like i don't think that's what this would be um and ultimately i think if you tell that story of like him being or her like i said if it's morgan star you know if you tell that story of kane being somebody that we know it also has more depth than the the Thanos, oh yeah, I'm the mad titan alien from, you know, three galaxies away, you know, like, it's a little different, that's that's way more detached, even though he has the the, the relationship with uh, Gamora, mm-hmm. it's a little more detached from the actual Avengers storyline than what uh, Kang would be. That is fair, I just, I think that the issue I guess I would have, though, is just the time travel element of, of you know, that heist aspect to Kang is even if it's not the Avengers going back in time, but it's Kang going through time doing stuff. I just feel like we've seen that movie. And it was great. It was something I wanted to see. I was excited that they were doing that. I think time travel is cool. I love time travel. But it's just not something I need to see again. I've seen you go to that well. Give me something new. And I think Shan makes a good point. I think that you know Kang maybe could have been good years down the road because maybe that wouldn't feel so strongly about it but again you're talking about the biggest superhero movie of all time the biggest movie by far that you guys have done it was only a year ago and a next the next year the following year or you know almost a following year you're going to be introducing more time travel like i don't i don't just don't think that that's necessary i feel like and i know loki's story is going to have a lot to do with that because of just the nature of him having the tesseract but at least that's still that's related directly to um that movie, I think 
with Kang, you would assume that his presence in the MCU could last much longer than just this show. And I'm just like, okay, we have this show, and we see him in the next Avengers movie, and it's going to be more time travel? Like, I don't need that. Who would you rather see as the guy for the MCU? Would you rather see um, Kang, or would you rather see Galactus? I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I don't, I don't. I'm not even crazy about a Galactus personally. Because then that's the question. What, <laughs> what do you want to see? Because right. like Galactus is like the other person that you could say. Now that you could throw out Doctor Doom, Magneto, like there are plenty of villains. But like in terms of another Thanos level villain, like well, that's we'll see Galactus. that. We'll see that depends on now what are we talking about. Because remember, Thanos they built up to with two previous Avenger movies. Yes. Like, yeah. like to me, if you're talking about just the next Avengers movie, I mean, there are other characters you can do. You can do the Masters of Evil. There are another one you could do. Like, and that that to me it would be a perfect kind of a movie. Uh, that would rather be that would be a perfect kind of like buffer to the larger character. Like, yeah, if you're telling me Kang is years down the road, and that's supposed to be Kang, and uh, and, and Galactus, I probably would choose Kang just because I think that Galactus as a villain is a little overrated. Um. Not necessarily overrated in his strength, but just overrated in, like, the idea that everybody wants to see him. Like, I, I think that he's kind of, that he's kind of limited in what he can kind of do and, and bring in terms of a character standpoint. But the Masters of Evil, the Dark Avengers, like, there are other things you can do that could also be really cool that I would be willing to see them explore before they necessarily did, um, before they necessarily did. That you know, we also talk about the scrolls or you know, super scroll. Like you know, they, they got a lot of stuff. You know, there's a, there's a there's a, a plethora of characters and stories that they can do. I know Kang is without question one of the biggest uh, villains in the Marvel universe, not just for the Fantastic Four but for the Avengers. I just don't know if I need them to go that go to that well that early. And that's my my one of my biggest concerns with that. Um. Another story that I found interesting this week were some uh, a report of some of the characters we'll be seeing in the Miss Marvel series. So that series, you know, we understand they've been uh, looking for characters. They've been uh, uh, casting, doing, 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 you know, casting audition things like that. Things are moving on pretty quickly. And according to a website that I'm not familiar with, this is the Illumin Dirty. Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> we talked about them on the Imperial broadcast. We were we were hesitant to, uh, you know, validate them as a source because they said George Lucas was going to be an executive producer on Cassian Endor, which yeah. seemed so which has bonkers and impossible. That, nah, that ain't happening. Um, so that that so source we, we, has got. I mean, if they if they write about that, then their sources are completely one hundred percent legit. Apparently, yeah. If they're right about um, that, then yeah. I'll, but I, mean, I highly highly doubt they're now, right. Now, now, <laughs> other people have given them credibility. Daniel RPK is kind of he's kind of you know giving them some credibility over the last couple of weeks. You know, posting some of their articles and stuff. So I mean, they're not like completely some crazy blog out of just, nowhere. Not just some Reddit guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know that that one report gave me hesitation. I will say. It. Kind of reminds me that we need to go back to doing our unverified account, our uh, segment. Yes, yes, yeah. I was. Gonna, I thought you were gonna say we got to get back into the uh, the scoop business. So I'm like, yeah, man. 
We've only, had, we've only had like one scoop in the history of this show. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get another one, man. Yeah. But um, but in this uh, Miss Marvel um news from Illuminarity, so shout out to them. They uh, revealed that they're looking to cast young Muslim actors to play Red Dagger and Cameron. And if you're unfamiliar with either of those characters, I'm not surprised. But Cameron is actually a um inhuman. So this would be, and apparently the, the he they're specifically looking for a character to be this version of Cameron as an Inhuman. It's not just them looking for someone who's not going to end up being an Inhuman. This is in fact an Inhuman uh, character. So that's that that this is their first venture into uh, Inhuman since that uh, disastrous ABC show. Kendall, what do you make of this? Uh, I mean, you can't really do her story without Inhumans. Um, I, w- I, 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 that's, that is true, but I cannot deny that I wondered if they would try. Yes, that's, that's, that's certainly a, a possibility or was a possibility and still is, you know, but, um, I mean, look, could you make her a mutant? Sure. But that changes her character. Could you make her... Very hurt because you make her origin way more connected to Captain Marvel, you know, Cree or something along those lines. That's a possibility. That's, that's you can do that, but you know, her character is it, it, so so much about her is that like she's not she's not Captain Marvel Junior. You know what I mean? Right. Like she's only she's only Miss Marvel in name, but she's completely different in what she can do. But yeah, she's still inspired by the Carol Danvers character. Right. Um, so many of these sidekicks are just literally, you know, just the same character, just a copy of the character, but just weaker and younger. That's not what Miss Marvel is compared to Captain Marvel. So, uh, to me, it's it's it, it, it's it's uh, interesting that they are sticking with the Inhuman thing. Um, I, I think this ends with them not. I think they're gonna uncanonize the Inhumans show, which is not easy to do, but. Not enough. Uh, I mean, but not that many people watched it. So yeah, like, it might be a lot easier than you think. From just, I guess, uncanonized from like a uh, Marvel's never really done that. I guess it's thing. more. It's more it's still on the Disney Plus app. And I was gonna yeah, say it's pro- it's probably more it's difficult. Like <laughs> yeah, it's probably more difficult to erase. Not really for the Inhuman show, but really probably more for Ages of Shield, really. Because that right. that show had way more long has had way more longevity in dealing with Inhumans in a way that was actually good that people still reference and will probably still be referenced in the next last few seasons of Agents of Shield. You know what I'm saying? Like like that may even be more of a of a conflict. But the actual show, I would argue, nobody watched it. Everybody hated it. And yes, it would be that kind of. How did everybody uh-huh. hate it if they didn't it, watch it either? Well, I think people why well, watched the the pilot and said, or That's even watched the trailer and said, good. "Nope, not going to do this." And the few people who did, like us, have slammed it. So, I think enough people are willing to forget that that they can maybe get away with it. The the one caveat is, well, the the Agents of Shield show, which was quote unquote connected to the MCU, did reference Inhumans quite often. And how do you, you know, it's a big part of the show. How do you just erase that? Well, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. besides, uh, you know, Agent Coulson have never been referenced by any of the Marvel movies. So you can really do whatever you want in that regard. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with Kenal. I think the Inhumans are coming. I think they are. Um, shout out to Marvel for adding, adding more. Um, you know, using some of these more these more recently added characters, um, and and not just uh, you know, changing someone else. Not just oh, let's make Johnny Storm uh, Muslim. You know, it's me. <laughs> you know, they like shout out to them for actually using these characters. Yeah, you know, so shout out to Feige and Marvel Studios for actually uh, making an attempt. Um, for sure, at at make at a real attempt at in, including diversity in a legitimate way, and um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm on board. I'm 100 percent on board. I, I agree with Kendall. The Inhumans are coming. I think they're just gonna. I think I mean Feige's you know said outright. That you know that TV stuff is completely separate. This is a, Disney Plus is Marvel TV official Marvel Studios TV. Yeah, and that's all he's gonna acknowledge. So, you know, as far as he's concerned, they're starting from scratch. And I think with a lot of the shows and movies that are coming out, people are just gonna forget about that other stuff. You know, I feel like once, <laughs> right, once it's a I different era. Like, you know, once Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are out. Ain't nobody gonna be talking about Inhumans. It's kind of like you know, and there will still be people that pick at the the continuity. Be like, oh, isn't this supposed to be in the same universe? But like, I no mean, one, yeah, no right. But it's like, like the X Men movies. Yeah. Like by the time we got to yeah, Days exactly. of Future Past, by, and, you know, First Class, like were you really thinking about? By the time I'm watching X2? Dark Phoenix, I'm not even. I'm not even thinking. Of, I'm not thinking I'm not at thinking all about Striker. Why yeah. Striker look so different? None of this, none of the timeline just made no sense at that point. But it's just you know you don't care. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know? at that point you just you don't have to care. accept it as a movie franchise that it's developed, it's gone, it's it's a different, it's a different universe. Whatever. They tried to make it work, it didn't work. But just, how, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, of this story involving uh, She-Hulk? Because we got a report came out this week as well that there are definitely same people, Illuminati. So once again, shout out to them, giving us a lot of content. Yeah. So a lot of content today. They are apparently in the middle of casting. They put out their casting description. For She-Hulk, they're looking for an actress with comedic chops in the ages of, you know, somewhere between 26 and 34. Uh, there is an open uh, ethnicity casting, so they're pretty much looking for anyone to play this role. And apparently, according to them in the description, uh, it cites uh, Jennifer Walters' um, backstory. So it says they're looking for someone to play a lawyer will gain her abilities after receiving a drug plant blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner, who's is specifically mentioned apparently in the uh in the um in the description after of course being shot. Additionally, the last sentence of the description is explicitly states that she is a quote future member of the Avengers. That's a lot. That's surprising that that to me that, that would be put into a casting description that would get out. But, I mean, things get out, so who knows? Uh, I tossed this one to Sham. What do you Are you buying this casting description, this breakdown? And um, if so, what do you think of it? Uh, the breakdown itself, uh, I buy. I think, I think uh, it, it could very well be legitimate. Um, so I, I don't think this is something that you need to be like, nah, there's no way. You know? Nah, I think, I think this, is very, this could very well be legitimate. I think She-Hulk, if done well, you know, if given enough 
uh, quite frankly, if given enough of a budget, <laughs> could be really well. Could be could be could be done really well. Could be really cool. Um, you know, I think I mean the story is legit. I think it will bring a lot of people on board. And um, I mean, I think that uh, I um, and I think with her being the next Avenger, I don't see it, it's it's tricky because I don't know. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the next Avengers movie is going to be. Um, I mean, She-Hulk is isn't you know just coming down the pipe immediately either. So I mean, it could it could be the next Avengers movie. I don't know. My gut says maybe the next the one the Avengers movie after whatever the next one is. Uh, she may make an appearance, quote unquote, as an Avenger. Um, but we'll see. My question about She-Hulk. From a casting standpoint, is because a lot of people have narrowed down the She-Hulk casting to like three, four people. It's mm-hmm. oh, Ronda Rousey, Gina Carano, like name any MMA fighter who's ever That's done an acting gig, you know, because they feel you have to be a physically imposing actress. Is that the case? Does the actress that plays She-Hulk have to be? somebody who is physically wonder woman no or or like you said shamari makes a good point you know gal gadot yeah i physically imposing actress and she played wonder woman and everyone the whole lead up she's too skinny yeah the whole time it had no effect on the performance so i'd argue that's my my question yeah my answer would be no i think that she hulk she hulk i mean she has been drawn in very different iterations but she hulk to me while she's been you know she has been larger bigger than you know the normal jennifer character like she hulk is not like the hulk in terms of right. size of course so to me if you got anyone who was just athletic looking you could probably pull it off like i think that you wouldn't need necessarily someone to be just like this like someone who's like the female version of the rock to be like, <laughs> like, i don't think you right. i don't think you would need that i think you just need someone who was athletic looking who was believable to be strong when they turned into this different character, and that would be it. I, 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 that's my opinion. You know, I think that if you're doing She-Hulk on television, that tells me that you're probably not going to be doing CGI. So this whoever this person is is going to be who they are, and then that could be it. You know, they're also well, are versions of She-Hulk that the you know once she gets that blood transfusion, she doesn't become she doesn't go back from Jennifer to She-Hulk. She's just green, and that yeah. could just be who the person is. So. If someone like Ms. R. L. Dawson was, you know, cast to be She-Hulk and she just was green for the whole time, that's very believable. Rosario Dawson is tall. She's strong. She could definitely yeah. be believable as someone being She-Hulk. I mean, we already have Gamora. Exactly. You know. Yeah. That just you takes know, good prosthetics uh, and good makeup. Yeah, you know, right <laughs> before I mentioned Ronda Rousey and Gina Kyle. Charlotte Flair is another one that I'm sure... You know, is what people think She-Hulk has to be, but I don't know. I feel like I mean, Charlotte Flair would have like the she, but like she has a she also has a great physique, like, but she's not like a she's body builder. She's not a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, she's just yeah. really strong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She. I mean, like you said, she's like the ideal body type for like what. Like She Hulk should be in the green form, like yeah, exactly. Like now, you can you can. I mean, obviously, any actress that is like a normal actress or like your traditional Hollywood actress would have to bulk up to play She Hulk anyway. Yeah, but 
they, like you said, prosthetics and stuff, you can make her look stronger than maybe she actually is. Uh, CGI. But um, I've heard some people throw out Aubrey Plaza, the fan casting. Everybody wants Aubrey Plaza, She Hulk. I don't she know. Hulk. She's definitely, again, we talk about physically that, that, imposing. I mean, that's a little bit on the opposite side of the spectrum. She is not physically imposing at all. Um, I mean, that's one of those things. That's like, that's like, you know, asking for. Uh, uh, I mean, jeez, I don't even know. It's you like know, a, Michael Sarah to play Superman. <laughs> <laughs> like, asking, I don't know, like Ben Stiller to, <laughs> to play like Black Adam or something. It's like, right. come on, what? It's such. That's the thing about <laughs> She-Hulk. Like, even like Wonder Woman. While Wonder Woman has to be strong, like. She's not like she's not, she's not brawling. Right, she I mean, is you, about you like you can write Wonder Woman brawling, but usually she's not drawn. Right, she's like, taller, she's bigger, taller, like, stronger. Faster. But like She Hulk is like she's got she's she wearing is, a, like she's wearing a shirt muscular. where you can see her muscles on her arms and like she she's strong. Like and most times I see She Hulk, she is. Her suit is skin tight. You can see her abs. That's the point. You can see yeah. her like, six pack. That's the point. You can see her muscles. Like you can she see she has worked. Hard. So while <laughs> Looks yes, like has worked I, hard I agree, you may not need that that Ronda Rousey, Gina Carano, huge, you know, person. Like you'd also like Shamari said, you also don't want to go the complete opposite and I say mean, I, only. What I will say though is I'm I'm you know I'm pulling up Arby Plaza. I mean. She, I mean, she she is more built than I think you guys are giving credit for. Now that she's played a lot of different roles, like you know, for example, like the Dirty Grandpa, you know, movie be the movie I would probably point to to say, I think when she wants to get fit for a certain role, she can get pretty fit. I'm not saying that she's gonna look like Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair, but I don't think she looks that much off from uh, Gal Gadot, especially before, since before Wonder Woman. She's just bigger than her than in one of them. Now, God, that is well, tall. I don't know. That's if, the difference, and that that does help. And now I'm not, and, and that's where I say like I think there's a difference between Wonder Woman and She-Hulk. Like I think Aubrey Plaza could probably play Wonder Woman. I don't know if she could play She-Hulk. You know what I mean? And that's going to be the difference. And maybe you don't think there is a difference between Wonder Woman and She-Hulk, and that they could get away with it either way. But. Yeah, I think I think it depends on how you. A lot of it could be just how you shoot it. Again, Gagadot's five ten, so that really helps a lot in terms of putting her in stature with other men, and, like in her being able to stay, look like she's just as big as them. Our Plaza is five six, so that would be a lot more difficult. But again, if there's a way you can shoot it to make her look bigger in certain shots, there's a way you can probably hide that. I mean, Tom Hardy is a very short man, but every time you saw him in the Dark Knight Rises, he was towering over a man who was much taller than him in Christian Bale. That's just good shooting and good editing. Like, there are ways you can shoot around someone's physique in some ways. Like, I, I don't I don't think I'll be as, as ridiculous as you guys are saying, only because of the Wonder Woman model, which was... And I think that She-Hulk not being like the mm. Hulk is, 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 is also why I think that it's not that crazy. If you're talking about someone had to be the Hulk, then then yeah, like without CGI, I don't know how you do it. If you're talking about someone just you're just gonna do it from what you have at your disposal without using computers, I don't think that is insane. It's not it's not easy, but I mean, Arby Plaza is very fit, and and we just don't see her in those roles where she's displaying her physique. That's just not the kind of character she actress she is. But Plaza definitely would would be a great 
choice for Jennifer Walters. I think that that is a, I mean, uh, Jessica Walters, that's a perfect casting from that regard. And she has a She-Hole swagger too. So I totally get from a personality standpoint um, why you'd want her to be Jennifer. I just don't know. Also, the other stuff is the stuff that you guys are raising questions about. I, I think that you may be able to get around it better than you guys think. Them saying that she's going to be an Avenger makes me think that this is going to be uh, uh, maybe the, I mean, A list is obviously subjective, but an A list, B list type of name. Like this is gonna, this, is, this isn't gonna be like your normal TV actress. Plaza is a big name. And I wasn't necessarily even referencing oh, Aubrey right. Plaza. I was just saying in general. But I would, I'm, I would imagine even bigger than Aubrey Plaza. Um, me personally, I would, I would think. I'm thinking like Gina Carano is not bigger than Aubrey Plaza. She's not. I don't. Th- okay. I, and I, that's why I don't think of Gina Carano. Right, right, right. Like Ronda Rousey, I think is bigger than them. Yeah. Maybe not in Hollywood. So that's why I'm even skeptical on her. I'm thinking like Jessica Biel. Like you know, you know, <laughs> like like your household name, like someone who's been in in, in like big time movies before right. type. Because I I don't think you or cast somebody whatever, Scarlett Johansson. Right. Kind of exactly. Another person like that. You know Jennifer Lawrence. You know, right, like and yeah. maybe not that big. That's that's as big as it gets. <laughs> but you know, like somebody that's already kind of established in Hollywood. I don't think, and or they could just go completely unknown, but someone who fits the role. I don't know. But I, if you're preparing this person to be an Avenger, like I don't think this will be like Miss Marvel. You know, I think Moon Knight and She Hulk will be household names. Mm. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> I, I I'm st- it's still crazy to me that this is even happening. And I think that uh, our all of our kind of you know ideas and thoughts behind what they're gonna do shows that they can go many ways. I think that's why they have such an open casting right now. Again, they're looking for someone who's uh, you know twenty six to thirty four, so the age is is definitely a certain point. But the in terms of looking for uh, what a, a look, it seems like they're looking for just anybody, which makes me feel like that that that's gonna leave a lot of more a lot more people open. In the discussion, than maybe we would think. I and, and is she all gonna come off like Jessica Jones? Maybe you know because Kristen Ritter's not physically. That's opposing. what I'm trying to say. That's exactly my she's point. Strong. Like that's that's exactly, and we believe right, and that that's exactly what I'm trying to say. I, I think that you could totally take someone who gets the blood transfusion, but they just they, again the only difference is they're now green. But and there have been plenty of She Hulk iterations where like that's what happens is that she when she makes that transformation jennifer is still jennifer but she's just green and she's just a little more bulky but it's not like she's you know there's a savage she hulk there's the other she hulk like there's she hulk is very like there are a lot of different takes on her so it leaves you that's why i get why marvel's so open with it because you can kind of do anything and, you know, people will, will talk about the open ethnicity thing. And, and, you know, my question would be, will she end up really truly being a cousin of Bruce Banner? Um, I'm not sure. Because if it's a black person or a Latina woman, like, or you talk about, uh, is it, you know, cousin through adoption, you know, cousin through marriage? Like, how does that work? Yeah. I, you know, I think they, I think they may, I, that's the one aspect of this character. I think they may mess around with a little bit, but I'm not sure. Because Bruce has never talked about having a cousin or family or anything. And now you'd be introducing them out of nowhere. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun seeing how Marvel and Disney go about 
casting these shows. I know everyone's really excited about them. We still got a long ways to go, even before we get to. Is the rumor is this is supposed to be filming in? This was supposed to start production this summer on this show, so I would imagine we get a casting fairly soon. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking by spring. I would agree. Yeah, probably by Mm -hmm. spring we start to know who's who's the the people behind some of these shows. We still don't know who's going to be even like Moon Knight. Kate Bishop is a big one. You know, Kate Bishop's still a huge one. The word is that they, they, they still are trying to get Haley Steinfeld, but yeah. that they are they're not moving off of whatever production date they have. So if they can't get that into lockdown, they have other names that they plan on reaching out to. So Haley's a superstar and I get it, but to me it's a, it's they, a dream they, casting, but Yeah, but they gotta this this gotta be other young actresses who could do the gig. That's I don't know. I feel like the fact that this has been prolonged this long. But they, again, it goes back to they want Kate Bishop to move on to the MCU that's as, a, as an Avenger. As an Avenger, that's a good point. And so you need this has to be this has to work. And it, you know she is somebody that has led now blockbuster movies. Sure. You know, so they may feel very comfortable with her versus maybe some other people that they probably could do it. But do they have the experience? Do they have the fan base? Like you know. Yeah. There are other factors, so. No, that's a very good point, Kendall. And that's going to be it for this week's edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. This was a really fun conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. You can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We talk about sports on New Generation Sports Talk. We talk about uh, Star Wars on the Imperial Broadcast. Make sure you guys check that stuff out. All good content. Again, New Generation Podcast Network, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Tune in. Also, check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. We've been climbing up the subscriber numbers recently. We're approaching 400, which is really exciting for us as a group. we got a new video up today. If you love uh, basketball and you love NBA draft stuff, we have a new video breaking down some of the prospects for this upcoming draft from overseas. So make sure you check that out, New Generation Media on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and then like some of those videos. And, uh, of course, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, on New Generation Media, Twitter, New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can find uh, Shamari on, on his social media. He's at Snapchat, MCSham22, and on Instagram with the same title, MCSham22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for listening in. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace. <laughs>